0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to All Opinions No F. This is Preston
1: and Brennan. Welcome to 2021.
0: So last week we talked about 2020. Yes. And I think that it was mutual. It was five stars, right? Five stars, 2020.
1: Five stars, maybe six.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Maybe exactly. Six, maybe yep. six.
1: But yeah, overall great. Yep.
0: So this this time we're
1: talking about 2021. We're six days in. What do you think so far? I have six dots. still wondering what's going to happen. I'm entering 2021 as if... That was six words. Well, well done, sir. Yeah, you like that? Uh-huh. As if I'm walking into a quiet room, but not trying to make any noise, and waiting to see what happens. Because, you know, I think, again, continuation. For me, not much has changed. I'm back home in my routine from the road with my parents, which was a fantastic trip. Good times. Now I'm back to the grind of here I am. Now what? Okay. And uh, it's not a bad existence, but it's not that uh, exciting.
0: Not super stimulating?
1: No. Huh. However, I think for you, I think you're thrilled about 2021 so far. Um.
0: Yes. So... I wanted to talk about 2021. So, I wanted to talk about some things that happened to me in the last week, but I didn't want to talk about them in our 2020 review because they happened in 2021. Well, except for. Well, okay, so. All right. Let's not get too technical yeah. over yeah. here. Anyway. Let's not get too technical. So, New Year's Eve night. New Year's Eve night, the 31st, January, or uh, Most December. Most people 31st, hang out with people. Right. I hang out with myself. <laughs> so yeah so um on the 31st on new year's eve i took mushrooms and i hung out in my own my my new pad that i talked about that is just me and i did not encounter anybody else and i actually turned my phone off or at least had it on airplane mode for most of the time that i was tripping so i was pretty isolated the whole time which was intentional And it was a very interesting experience, and it was very awesome, and it was very growth. uh, There was a lot of growth there. There was a lot of difficulty. It was challenging. But overall, I'm very happy I did it. Why? Because it set the stage for my experience at the beach the next day. So while I was tripping, so I took the mushrooms, and I made a tea around 330 I did all my errands I needed to do, you know, on New Year's Eve. Sure. Um, Laundry, kind of tidied up the house, all that shit. And then I got home, and I was ready to go at 3.30, so I brewed the tea. So I made some, uh, I forget what it is, cranberry tea, threw in the mushrooms, threw in some lemon, and just kind of like let it almost simmer, but not quite simmer, for half an hour. And then I drank it. Okay. And i so and then i turned on the heater and then i turned on the stove and i also plugged in a uh a toaster oven and turned that on i was trying to like heat the place up because i decided i i figured out that one of the factors in the times i've tripped the hardest has always been that i've been overheated Mm. and so i was trying to make it really hot in here and it kind of worked because I definitely was sitting by the stove with the burner on high, and it was glowing red, and I felt the heat, and uh, I started feeling the mushrooms coming on. It was like a tingling or like a vibration in my stomach.
1: Now, did you go into this situation with goals? Yes. What, what were your goals going into it?
0: So my goal for this trip was I wanted to know my direction for 2020.
1: Okay. That's a big one. Yeah. See, I took cilantro to figure out my direction. <laughs> And I didn't find any direction. The direction was the bathroom, towards the bathroom. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, I I hope your outcome was better than mine. Uh, okay.
0: Yes, very much. Yeah, so, um, it started kicking in. I didn't trip like crazy, like the episodes three and four of this podcast. Like hey. I didn't trip quite that hard, but I definitely tripped. And I... Kept myself in my little my little studio room. It's one room with a bathroom. Um, it's a studio above a garage. Yeah. And it's very rustic looking. It looks like a cabin. It's awesome. It has everything I need. A vaulted ceiling. Vaulted ceiling, yep. Has everything I could possibly need.
1: Cross beams.
0: Mm-hmm. Which I have a hammock hanging from.
1: Yep. Still don't understand that, but looks
0: rad. Uh, it's like a sex swing, but it's also like a place to watch Rick and Morty on my computer and just pass out. All right. Yep.
1: Have you ever fell out of it?
0: No, it's really hard to fall out of it. It's very it it really Stiff. comes up and wraps around you. Got it. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. So you walked us through three o'clock. You do the tea. Mm-hmm. So sail. by
0: like five five thirty, it had really started to kick in. I definitely still felt like I was in control of my mental faculties. It wasn't like the time I tripped the hardest where I almost couldn't keep a coherent thought in my head. It was more like other times i tripped. Mm-hmm. Like there was definitely visuals. Things I looked at would move around and wiggle. But my, my thoughts were pretty clear, although they were definitely more open. So I was thinking about, you know, a lot of times
1: uh, in this when case. When you say I, open, does that mean you, could, you can't control them or you can't control them? Um,
0: and I mean, yeah, like I, I don't know that I can ever really control my thoughts. Yeah. But they're kind of wandering around doing their own thing.
1: Right. Yeah. So that's even by open. Right. They kind of just, they just meander. They went on where they wanted to go. They yeah. meander on their own accord. Right, exactly. Got it. Yeah.
0: So I, uh, I definitely thought about a lot of things that I did not like about myself, and about my personality, about my interactions with other people. And that kept coming up. And I also struggled a lot with my addiction to my cell phone, which is definitely a thing that I'm, I have a problem with. And I, I thought a lot about, about what? What else did I think a lot about?
1: How long does the trip last again? Um. Like, do you know going into this, how long is it going to last you? Usually around six to eight hours. God damn, that's so long.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah, man. It's not a, it's not a light, it's not a journey you should enter into lightly. Which is something that took me a long time to learn. Now I know. Yeah, okay. I thought about inviting you, but I was like, nah.
1: No. Never mind. No, I'd just be in a closet going Exactly. I don't know Turn didn't want the lights. That. The like, the lights on. Right. Well, exactly. That sucks. But okay. So okay, so process through the timeline of process. Where your brain went and did you handle it well? Um yes.
0: I handled it pretty well. So like I said, I didn't lose my mind and I was able to function, but I spent a lot of the time working on controlling my impulse. One of my impulses was to go outside and wander around. I, when I, whenever I trip, I always I always end up wanting to find other people to hang out with and wanting to like wander around and go on an adventure and explore. Right. And I controlled myself this time and did not do that. I stayed in here in my room the entire time. It was definitely made easier by the fact that it was freezing outside.
1: <laughs> yeah, for Well, sure. well by,
0: it by figuratively freezing. San Diego standard. By yeah, yeah. It was like in the low 50s, maybe the high 40s. Oh my gosh, I it's, know, like, it the freezing, right? it's exactly. like the arctic. Right? Exactly. Exactly, bitch. Shut
1: up. You know, you live in SD though. Anyway. Yeah. But anyways, so You put forth these ideas of here's my boundaries. You stuck to them. So that's a victory, right? Yes. You got the heat elevated, which maybe gave you a better trip. Yes. What enlightenment happened? All right, so... Like, what's... Again, I still don't understand the joy. The joy? In doing this. There's no... For me, this does not sound pleasant.
0: So, I don't know if pleasant is the best word to describe this particular trip. This particular trip was definitely more work than others, but that's what I wanted. I felt like it was a triumph because a lot of the time, or every time basically, when I go into it with uh, like a spiritual goal in mind, I end up getting distracted and just going along with the flow of the trip and just going and playing basically. Mm -hmm. So it's like you know you're supposed to be out gardening but instead you end up smelling flowers and picking them and making bouquets and like <laughs> rolling around in the in the hay you know you don't end up actually doing what you're supposed to do. Sure. In this case I stayed in the place where I designated as my tripping area. I thought about the things I wanted to think about. I did I controlled myself so I felt like it was a bit of a triumph in that way in that way. Okay.
1: So the philosophy-wise did it change you the change of philosophy for 2020 versus 21 And like lifestyle or what you want I don't
0: know that it changed my philosophy but it definitely helped me cement a few things that I kind of knew subconsciously but hadn't brought them out to the forefront of my mind so uh I told I told Brandon about this before we started but one of the things that popped into my head while I was tripping was I was thinking about my last job and how when I gave my two weeks notice to my boss, she was like, she told me you know she had cried and she was so sad because of the friendship we'd had over the past five years and what that had meant and blah, blah, blah. And then I was thinking about that and I was like, I didn't feel like it was friendship. I felt like it was my boss. <laughs> and then we joked around occasionally, but I never like felt comfortable. I never felt like I was a friend. And then in my head popped this thought you know, I'll never be friends with someone that has power over me. And that doesn't really, I don't know if that, how that sounds to you guys, but to me that was a pretty like a whoa kind of moment. I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. That makes a lot like that. That definitely is a true statement and it's something I never really put into literal words. But as soon as uh, that thought popped into my head, I was like, Oh yeah, that's fact right there. And it's something to remember, something to keep in mind, and possibly something to share. Although probably not, like that's not something that I would share with my new boss. You know,
1: well, it's one of those things where I think, and that's why I, I think, as you talk about it more, I think it also. I agree with that. Those that assert power over me, or those that have figurative power over me, I avoid them. Yeah, you know, I mean, I know my family is like <laughs> right? know, being the youngest brother of two brothers that are want to be alphas, uh, you know, I I feel like I do my best to keep my distance. Right. Yeah. So that's the lesson learned.
0: I mean, maybe it's just a survival mechanism. Well, you
1: don't want to deal with the bullshit. You don't don't want, you know what, you don't want to be compromised. How about that? You don't want to be compromised. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what it really comes down to. Mm -hmm. You don't want to build that rapport with them, then in turn, they'll use it against you. Right.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I never I hadn't thought about it like that.
1: You know, you don't you don't want to overly indulge cuz you want to be friends with people. You're a friendly guy. But you're saying from a boundary standpoint, hey, this is professional. Right. Hey, this is this. Right. I have to keep this division. Yeah. For my own survival. Right. And
0: yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'll be friends with people who I don't report to directly even if they do have you know a higher position than me but when someone has power over me i don't want to hang out with you like it makes me nervous it makes me uncomfortable i don't know what to say i don't like the fact that something i do might annoy you and then make you wield that power you have over me it's like the example i gave Brandon was my old landlord um you know he was a pretty chill dude but i didn't hang out with him i didn't Become friends with him
1: because yeah. he had power over me. You know, yeah. if I he could make me homeless. Right. No, it's a big one. And, and I, bosses similar. See, I think I've lived my life where I've just like, oh, laissez faire, everyone can be friends, group hug. Yeah. And all I've learned is that's only hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> that's only hurt me because I was naive. Mm-hmm. And so perhaps I don't know for sure. This may be a good re- a revelation for you.
0: I would say it was very, it was a very good revelation. It, it, uh, it clarified things for me in a way that. I I guess it allowed me to put into perspective. Like the reason, the other reason I started thinking about it is because of my new job. My new job, I've been struggling. It's way better than my old job, but it's still a job. Yeah, and the way you guys still maintain image. Right. Exactly, and the way that it was, you know, it was. I guess, yeah, it was marketed to me, right? Because that's what it is, right? When they're hiring somebody, they're marketing their company, and you're marketing yourself. That's what it is. It's yeah, a mutual don't... marketing relationship. That's right. And so when they hired me, they marketed themselves as a family. You know, we're all friends. We're, it's an open door. You can come in and talk to the CEO about anything and blah, blah, blah. And I do not feel comfortable with that at all. And so I was thinking about that as well when that thought popped into my head. You know, like I will not be friends with the CEO of my company. That doesn't, no, I just, I can't do that. It does not make
1: sense to me. It does not work. Question. Because I know this is true for me uh-huh. and true for many others. Your previous employer yes. promoted that same kind of mantra.
0: <laughs>
1: and Except it was way <laughs> more
0: obviously false there.
1: Yeah, but what the point is, though, is in which you were there for a long time, uh-huh. you saw it over and over, and you knew it was a false narrative. Okay. And anyone that did do that got screwed. Got screwed, yeah. So, present company included. Right. So, the question being is based on prior experiences, this led you to this narrative? Perhaps.
0: Um, I think that it's wh- not
1: your personal experience, it's your personal observation. Hmm. Like yeah, you, probably. You've yeah. never been compromised based on a relationship in this capacity. But based on your observation, this has led you to this revelation.
0: Hmm. I think so. Yeah, I can't think of any examples where where I was personally impacted in that way. So yeah, I think I think maybe you're right, yeah. All right.
1: It's good to know. Good, good, good identification, right? Good, uh, yeah. Good uh, uh, placement of understanding why you were brought to this level. Yes. And I, I feel same for me. I was so gung ho with our previous employer of, I believe him. I believe, I was so sold to the marketing narrative of we're family, uh-huh. family first. We care about you. And I thought and acted according to that mantra yes and well I was compromised there yeah a lot
0: yeah you were fucked over you were bent over you yes. were bent over the executive conference table
1: yeah completely
0: <laughs> and fucked with no loop
1: that's 100% and uh I did my very best to maintain good relations there that's what really hurt me the most cause I was one to not be dramatic I guess yeah. I was even killed.
0: Yeah, you're super chill. Yeah.
1: What is, What, what is. do we got here? So on the uh, laptop screen, uh, Preston just pulled up a document.
0: Okay, so... And um, I'm
1: curious to see what it says.
0: At one point while I was tripping, um, I ended up laying on my bed, uh, closing my eyes and just trying to like type because I, mm-hmm. I was thinking about how much I missed writing and how much I like writing and I always think about writing whenever I'm tripping and I always think that that's the answer but uh, which leads us to the blogging which I need which I want to write a new blog post and Goodbye. I was inspired to write a blog post while I was tripping but then, then you know I stopped tripping and not so much I still want to though ambition left me yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The problem the problem with blogging and writing and everything is I know once I start writing, I'll be doing it for several hours because that's always how it goes. All right. And I always am happy with the result, but, you know, several hours. Apparently, I'm not willing to give that up at the moment.
1: Got it. Right.
0: Um, one of the things that was – I mentioned this in the last episode. December was difficult for me. One of the reasons it was difficult for me is I was falling back into that habit of – Feeling like there was a scarcity of time. I get that um, because I now went was no longer working from home, which means I no longer had just initially the you know hour of commute time that I w- that I lo- that I had while working in an office. Right. So I got that back working from home. Right. In addition to the extra time. Where I would basically just let stuff run or do whatever, have my, you know, things that took forever because my computer was slow. And I would let shit run in the background and I'd go do stuff. Right. And then I would come back after a couple hours and finish what I was doing. And I wasn't really working 40 hours a week. I was working like 20 hours a week. But I was still accomplishing everything I needed to accomplish. So I didn't feel bad about it.
1: No, everyone. This is a guy that left the very job. He just said he worked 20 hours to complete a 40-hour work week. Working from home, he's like, I'm gonna leave it. Yep. Anyways, and
0: and they were paid more.
1: And we haven't it's talked a about a conversation. Yeah. So, anyways, this is how ambitious Preston is to find his greater purpose, or, mm. you know, and I, I I am shocked by it because I I was lobbying for him to stay, based on the convenience, the salary, the opportunity cost, and because you were
0: secretly hoping that I would somehow bring it down from the inside. <laughs>
1: Let's I mean, I don't think you had that
0: power, but... <laughs> I think you were hoping for it, though.
1: Oh, I, well, I was... I, I don't know about that. I just thought it was... It was you, they, you got paid well. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I all. did.
0: I mean, I really... I didn't really... I got like paid you. well to deal with a lot of bullshit. And I... Yeah. You know, I really wanted to smell, like, good things again. I really wanted to smell yeah. flowers and roses no, and No, that's why it was Vanilla. Really,
1: it was really precarious that you were so determined to leave the place... Considering compensation, freedom, you were getting rid of that to go yeah. elsewhere, and yeah. I commend you on that. Yeah. But no, I don't know if I wanted to see you fall from the inside. I just think not me fall. You wanted. To, I mean, the company fall from the inside, yeah. but I think I really thought it was a good gig. Oh, it was. It was a I, good gig. I have, That's my baseline. Yeah. I
0: have a couple regrets, but not really, because I, like I said, um, I've been doing contract work for that company still. And every time I do, I'm like, oh, God, I'm happy I left.
1: (laughs) Note 372 as to why I left.
0: Yes, right. Exactly.
1: All right. So we go back to the screen, and we have this document and what you wrote during your uh, peak of um, enlightenment. So um,
0: I I, I was tripping, and it was lasting a long time, and I... At one point, I decided I, I my back was hurting, so I needed to lay down. And I but I wanted to write. I wanted to just like mm-hmm. lay down with my laptop on my lap. and I wanted to just type my the things that were popping into my head because right. so I kept having these like random thoughts. And I was like, "Ooh, that's good," but you know, it'll be gone if I don't write in it down. fragments though. Right? Yeah, exactly. You're having
1: fragments just, of thoughts. Uh, to to a lesser
0: extent, a lot of that that happens a lot when I'm high as well. It's like I'll have cool, i have these incredible thoughts that'll mm-hmm. pop into my head, and then as soon as they as soon as they complete, they're gone forever. So I was trying to record some stuff. Sure. Didn't really work out. All right. Let's, uh, but, let's piece this together a little bit. Well, so, okay. So I guess I can, I mean, I didn't read, I didn't end up writing much, but. How about you?
1: Yeah. I think you should go from top line. Okay. Read the first sentence okay. and talk me through the scenario of how you were in the moment. All right. So I was laying on the bed and I was typing in
0: my laptop and it, so I typed, it keeps coming back to writing. Writing is the only way to communicate with the outside world, but there is no, and then in print, in quotes, outside world because there is only and then ends <laughs> because that was about the attention spent so when you're tripping or high you have thoughts and then by the time you get to the end of the thoughts you forgot what the beginning of the thought was right at least that's how it is for me got it yeah but i think what I was intending to say there is... So it keeps coming back to writing. Writing is the only way to communicate with the outside world, but there is no outside world because there is only one thing, and that is everything. Right. That was kind of what I was going through. That, that makes way. sense. I get and, that. And then the next sentence is, no coherent logic needed. I don't, I'm not really sure what that was. And then
1: the next... <laughs> oh, go yeah. ahead. Oh, I just think that this is... You think, again, your first segment is to say, writing is everything but I don't need to be coherent to do anything. Well, it's only... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is like Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. Uh, anyways, go ahead. Well, I, I talked about this in the
0: first episode where I talked about tripping, is that I, I, was try, I was thinking in that first sentence, I was thinking about the inadequacy of words to communicate. Right. Right. So, okay, so then no coherent logic needed, not really sure what that was. Uh, then the next, simply write down interesting thoughts that pass. Yeah, that was what my intention was. So, pretty straightforward. All right, so then, stream of consciousness, period. I will just keep typing and see what happens, period. What should I say, question mark? I'm trying to get to the bottom of some question, but I don't know what that question is. It is pretty hilarious. Thoughts? I'm trying, I'm thinking through this. And then uh, I'm super not used to... Th- oh, yeah, okay. So this is just, like, what was actually happening. This is me being a narrator. I'm super not used to this keyboard. It is super janky. I just noticed how much I said super. I think I had a thought about... And then... End. <laughs> so, I was definitely all over the place.
1: And this is... A, 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 let me ask you this. Uh-huh. You enjoy the sporadic nature of this and how it makes you think. Yes. So... And the feeling of... Mean you know the sensation, the feeling, and yeah. then articulating it, describing it.
0: So, I guess a, a way to kind of put it in a metaphor is: imagine that you are trying to. I don't know. This this might fall apart, but imagine that you want to be an artist. You want to create some beautiful yeah. drawing, and you have a connect the dots. Yep. And then you drink a potion, and suddenly you can connect the dots in completely wrong order and yeah. all over the place right. and get cool, amazing designs out of it. Right. That's kind of what tripping... So it's like a unorganized...
1: It's, it's organized chaos.
0: Yeah, it's, it's creating new connections between neurons that normally would never yeah. have connections between them. and new, Yeah, new pathways, neurons, yeah. When you create a connection with neurons, it's very pleasurable. Mm-hmm. So I, I heard a... I don't, I don't remember if it was a TED Talk I don't think so. It was just some kind of lecture, but the person was talking about laughter, and they said when your brain makes a new neural connection, it causes a pleasurable feeling that evokes laughter. So when you laugh, that's your brain creating a new neural connect, a new neural pathway, wow. and that's always stuck with me ever since I heard that's a that. That's good one. That's a good
1: yeah. one. Yeah, and so that's that. All right. So can you can you zoom in? Can you uh, just to make sure I get. Oh, yeah, I yeah. guess I don't. So I, don't need I just to. want to make sure I was recording. I don't yeah. need to read it, but All right. you're reading it a lot. But I just want to make sure I get context.
0: All right. So, um, okay. So yeah, I so I'm I'm trying to get to the bottom of some question, but I don't know what the question is. It's pretty hilarious. Which, it, if you really think about it, objectively, that's pretty funny, right? Yeah, that's good. That's the human that's, condition. That's
1: the human. That's yeah. the, That's the, the yeah. But then this the next thought, of doubt, yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Exactly. But then this next thing that I typed was really a. It was something that that popped in my head a few times, so I highlighted it. I highlighted it. An awful lot of my thoughts are about thoughts. Period. Seems like an awful waste of energy. Period. And then I typed, "Good stuff," <laughs> because yeah. So to yeah.
1: me, I think this is introspective right. and thinking beyond self. Because, mm-hmm. and I think this is the greater... I tried to articulate this to my sister-in-law last night. I spent last night with my sister-in-law. And, Intense conversations, but you know, I think the biggest thing in this life and purpose is to think beyond yourself. You know, and avoid a narcissist, sociopath, or psychopath. Mm-hmm. So, in doing such, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So, why do you think? Why do you think the way you think? Like what?
0: What makes me think that?
1: Well, well I'm just or... saying oneself. Why do ones? Why do one think the way they think? And why? What's their thoughts to get where they get there? I'm saying this wrong. So let's go okay let's go first hand. So with you you're thinking of your own thoughts but how you got those thoughts, right?
0: Yeah, so um I what I don't remember exactly what popped into my head, like what I was thinking about that made that pop into my head, but I definitely have listened to many Alan Watts and other and I've been listening to Ram Dass lately actually and he's really he's really really good too. But he talks about how thoughts one of the things he says, I'm trying to think of how, how he says it. A person who thinks all the time has nothing to think about except thoughts. Yeah. And that that was kind of the essence. This sentence was the essence of that.
1: And uh, that's and the essence what I was
0: trying to say. I typed it down because it's words in this case. But like the, when I typed it down, it was viscerally real in more than just a verbal sense, which... I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, like so, was, I really felt it at that time when I wrote that.
1: Well, again, you're thinking beyond self. You're thinking deeper and you're thinking, you know, this is the thing about like this life. We're only inter- interconnected as humans based on our thought patterns. Do we think alike or do you think differently? What do we think of each other? Hmm. Thoughts is the greatest. Thoughts are the commonality between beings. Right. Except
0: that, we don't even know what thoughts are, which is wild to think about.
1: Well, thoughts are. Well, that's ju- okay. So thoughts are, how one, deciphers decisions, hmm. right? Mm, you mean
0: thoughts are how? You mean as in? So thoughts like, thoughts like an equation. are how you justify decisions that you're that yeah. you make without.
1: Thoughts. Yeah. So like like an equation, right? If, or whatever, hmm. your thoughts. This plus dot plus this dot equals th- this decision. Or I, this dot minus this dot equals this decision. So thoughts are your measure to one's actions.
0: Maybe. I, um, What I what I think of when you say that is thoughts. I, um, I, I don't remember if I've heard this or just thought of it myself. I think I heard this. But now take a lot of, of your brain... A lot of what your brain does is justify the actions that you make without actually deciding to make them. So like, your 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 thoughts are used to justify actions that you made after the fact.
1: You said there's no thought before the before the action.
0: No, I mean, do you think before you? Yes. Pour
1: a glass of wine. Yes. Yes. What do you think? I think there's more thought on the forefront than the background for sure. Really? All right. I, I, yeah, I'll think about this though, right? You, you're more, nice. f- I see what you did there. You like that? You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you have to think about things before you take action, which is a thought. I disagree because you don't you're think saying, actions You're saying, you're you do saying, you're saying, no, but, but you're saying is you take action and you justify your act, you justify your thoughts for your actions. You justify your actions with your thoughts. And I don't, I, I think it's more of a front end than back end thing alright
0: Dis- we'll agree to disagree
1: come on this is a deeper one alright this is a good one
0: next alright so then um, at this point I was thinking about writing so I just need to perfect this practice maybe once a night I will lay on my bed listening to music and then just type stuff as it pops into my head haven't done it since by the way <laughs> do it for blank blank yeah okay yeah. okay so the next god i'm such a perfectionist and then next line a lazy perfectionist no wonder my life is so difficult and that was when i cracked <laughs> that was i talked about this in the last episode that was when i cracked up that made me laugh really hard for yeah. a long time
1: well what happens is i think you're in conflict with self <laughs> right it's that it's that qua- and i'm in conflict with myself for sure i think most humans are the human experience is conflict right right i mean that really that's what I- Boils down the human to it.
0: experience is narcissism combined with um, self-hatred in the same package right so I' oh, man I've, I've had I've spouted off so many definitions of the human condition over the past couple of years
1: no but but this, but, this, but this is what you this is why your thoughts what I'm saying is thoughts are beyond self thoughts you think of self right you think about but you're thinking about how this all ties together which is a good thing it's not a bad thing to be critical of yourself mm-hmm. and the world around you. Right.
0: All right. Um, and then I said, uh, so I don't know if there's much else in here. but So then it said, also, my typing is seriously much worse than it used to be. I wonder why that is. I guess I don't try very hard. Same reason my handwriting is so bad. I get lazy and rely on shoddy muscle memory, which that definitely made a little bit of an impact.
1: Yeah, so, so I'm, I, you're, you're funny. So I am going to go back to the other question. You know, I'm a lazy perfectionist. <laughs> because I think my question to you and many other people that I know that were i you know it's hard for me to relate because of my upbringing and physical challenges or whatever I don't have the same kind of progression mm-hmm. from aptitude to progression in education to you know were you just you know you know there's aptitude and then just came to you things came easy therefore you never had to work for it right and so this is what you mean by lazy perfectionist. Right. You know what needs to be done. Right. But therefore, you won't take action. Yeah. So there's a thought before the action, right? Going back to the other thing. Boom, gotcha, buddy. Uh, <laughs> See how they tie that together?
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, so that's how you... Yeah, so, yeah. I think you just have natural skill sets, aptitude, or understanding, but you do want to take the movements to perfect things. But you know what needs to be perfected. So, yeah. Hmm. Maybe. No, again, it's all about desire, right? So how much, what drives you at the time? I think you're very driven. What's one uh, You're very driven based on situation.
0: Right. And my situation that I never, well, rarely does my job drive me.
1: No, you're not a See, this is what I respect about you. I think you have natural aptitude. You could be you could probably be a CEO or executive at your age and aptitude and skill sets. Ugh, kill me now. But you have what makes you interesting is you have no desire for it. Right. And that's cuz I've it.
0: seen that I've
1: seen where that road leads. Yeah, but you have a natural toolbox to be good in that arena. Right? So
0: as 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 dickish or as asshole as this is going to sound I have a natural toolbox that I could really be anything I wanted. The trick is I don't want most things.
1: Is that, uh, again, But this is where in 2020 and now 2021, I'm like, but why did you conclude to that? Why are you, like for me, I have no wants, desires, or needs or trajectory. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I've lived in fear for so long and dealt with so much crazy that the less I put on my plate for forward thinking the better I could handle in the day.
0: Okay. So, um, uh, to answer that Survival question, mode.
1: Survival mode. Right, yeah. I don't think you live in survival mode. No.
0: I did, but I don't anymore. Not for a while. So, to answer your question, um, I'm going to fast forward a few days. So, some of the biggest spiritual growth that I think probably did stem originally from the trip on New Year's Eve came in the following days. And it was always facilitated by weed, interestingly enough. But now, that I a, have a I, I have another about theory about that theater, another theory about that. Okay, go ahead. Um, so, I I in the last few days I have had a lot of really profound realizations. One of them was that oh shit, and it's just gone. It's gone forever. No, um, <laughs> one of the realizations <laughs> that I had. Well, so we'll start off with this. Um, the day after my trip, so New Year's Day, I went to Black's Beach.
1: Right, so you tripped for eight hours. Yeah. You slept I, well. I slept
0: at 2. Well, and woke up at like 8.30, you... 8.45. Okay. And then I, on New Year's Day, I went to Black's Beach. By yourself? By myself, yeah. Okay. And I took my dragon staff with me, and I got to the beach, and I ate an edible. So I made um, no-bake cookies with weed butter. And so I have, I have a bunch of them in my fridge. Anyway, I ate one as soon as I got to settle at the beach. You know, I had my towel out. I had everything set up. I ate one. Right. And then I pulled out my dragon staff, put in my headphones, and I started flowing to it, to my, you know, my favorite songs. And as I started doing this, the weeds started kicking in, and my muscle memory, you know, came to me. And my love of flowing with my dragon staff came to me and it all culminated in this perfect storm of i was in like this euphoric flow state where i was not thinking about the past or the future mm-hmm. i was just there i was enjoying the music to a degree that i don't enjoy it normally it was much higher than normal degree to which i enjoy music right because i was moving to it right maybe i don't know i've never really been much of a dancer but yeah. maybe that's the ecstatic dance movement, maybe, maybe it's that kind of thing. Right. And I was in this state for several, like, for probably an hour and a half to two hours. And it was, you time. know, it was in the sun as well, which definitely helped because I, I am solar powered. I hate the winter because of the lack of daylight. I hate spending most of my week, and almost all of my week of daylight in indoors in an office. Right. And so anyway, I was there at the beach in the sun, flowing, doing something I love doing, listening to music that I love. Right. And I was in that flow state for like an hour and a half. So, and this was after, this is you know the day, the day after I had had some pretty profound realizations tripping. Um, and it was in a new year, it was a new start. So I was in a very good mental state. And so I sat down to take a break because I was pretty tired. And I was going to wait for the sun to set so I didn't use up all my mojo, so to speak, mm, mm. Um, before I actually lit my staff on fire.
1: Because mm.
0: so I was planning to spin fire as well because I love going to black Beach and spinning fire. But yeah. I don't do it until after it gets dark. Yeah. Because it's kind of pointless. The effect
1: of it. Yeah, yeah. right.
0: Exactly. Right. So I had about an hour before the sunset, and I didn't want to just like sit there and lay there because I was feeling amazing having been having eaten the edible I was now in full sway of it so I was feeling really high but I also the flow state that I had been in like amplified it so it was like endorphins mixed with weed so that's something I realized that's a good thing right oh yeah for sure that's something I realized in 2020 is that when you are high and you throw in endorphins by doing something difficult like something physically difficult physically demanding it's the best high ever really yeah for sure okay So I pulled out my GoPro, and I was wandering around in the water, in the surf, you know, just in the inch or two of water that was washing up. Because Black's Beach is very, very, very shallow. Mm -hmm. It's a super wide beach that's very shallow. So when the tide is low, there's, you know, like 100, 200 feet of beach. Got it. And 100 of that, 100 feet of that is being washed up by waves, and then not you know so the the waves are washing up 100 feet of that 200 foot stretch and then back out so it's a very wide shallow awesome beach and the water looks amazing you know that there's gold flecks in the sand that the water pulls out Mm -hmm. and there's like little clams everywhere so i had my gopro and i was just fooling around with it um recording birds and stuff right and i I was in this mental state where I was just very much enjoying the moment. I was enjoying what I was seeing, what I was looking at, what I was recording. I was very happy and content with where I was. Right. And then I saw this seagull following around this other smaller bird. Not sure what kind of bird it was. But this other smaller bird would peck in the dirt, to, in the sand, to get a clam. And as soon as it actually got one, the seagull would like rush it. Oh, scared shit. away and then oh. steal the clam that it had just picked out Oh, that's fucked up. and my first thought like I actually said it out loud was what an asshole and I was like wait <laughs> a second no like if that was a person that'd be an asshole but for a seagull that's pretty fucking smart right like when you think about how dumb seagulls are that's pretty far that's pretty smart and so and I was like wait a second and no. I was actually really that's not just, that's not an asshole move that's just a really smart move and so I started following that seagull around and the, the bird that it was following around and just like recording them, and just enjoying watching it because it made me laugh. That's um, pretty funny. Yeah. But then at a couple minutes after when I was following it around, I had my sunglasses on, but I was like looking at the seagull and then I don't know what happened, but like our eyes met. Like my the seagull looked directly into my eye. Mm. And the the way that my memory, that my brain interpreted it is the eye like turned black and expanded like bigger than it should be mm-hmm. and it was like i was looking into this void oh right? wow but the thing is that's not what happened when the, our eyes met when our eyes met i just felt this like shock this shock of recognition or this shock of
1: connection oh uh, yeah i guess so yeah because you're connected you are shocked by it. Right, Yeah, like, you know, how often do you because, make... Because,
0: well, so I realized it only lasted a fraction of a second. And then I, I like, kind of, like, stopped. And I was like, the hell? And then as I thought back over it, I think my mind interpreted what I had seen as the eye expanding and getting mm-hmm. bigger and having a black center, or like a void black center. Anyway, I had that image in my head, and I thought... Was like trying to think of what what had just happened, and I realized what had just happened but... is I had caught myself looking at myself. Ooh, and that fucking blew my mind.
1: Oh wow! In a good mean. way. That's what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So because I've been I've been listening to a lot of spiritual practice type talk, especially from Alan Watts, and uh, I've been listening to Ram Dass recently, and the the whole idea of Eastern spiritual tradition is. That everything is one thing and that you are part of that one thing. You're not real. You're just, um, you know, your ego is just a figment. We're like everybody, everything, all of existence is one process. we have talked about this before. intertwined. Is one process that's playing out. So like we're all the big bang playing out still. Right. Right. And the, the spiritual, I guess the description... That I've heard of the universe from multiple spiritual leaders or whatever, or explorers, is all of reality is a nothingness which houses everything. And everything that nothingness houses is all one thing. It's all one process, it's all one event, it's all one thing. And so I realized that I had caught myself looking at myself, and then I realized that that's what had happened. Then all of those spiritual practices that I've been listening to, like all of the, all of the talk about the universe being all one and every, there being no separate events, no separate things. Everything is all just vibrations. Everything is all just mm-hmm. the Big Bang, one event continuing. All of that like suddenly solidified and became viscerally real to me because I had just literally experienced it. Not just like I didn't just, I didn't just um, yeah, yeah, intellectually yeah. know it, but I actually experienced it and felt it.
1: Yeah, but that thought was in your mind prior to, which probably, right. yeah, it it, it it aligned you with that thought process. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. And right. So
0: so I see you're going there. Yeah. <laughs> couple. Well, so in the last okay. couple of days, I realized that. I might have just had the same type of religious experience that Christians have, like my parents was what I thought of, who, and then they have that experience, and then they're constantly seeking it out again, right. which is so, why they're always praying. Well, and it's that like thought the before the
1: action. It's thought before the experience. This is where I am pondering, like, is it a coincidence, a coincidence, or did you think it before it happened, you wanted it to happen going forward? Right,
0: and um, I mean, I wasn't thinking about it at all. I was just following a seagull
1: around. Yeah, but no, 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 but it was in your brain basically. Oh, yeah, it was definitely in my mind. It, it was yeah. in your mind yeah, so based had, on prior li- right. learning or reading, right. so it was in I your had, mind. I had built so up that you,
0: framework by the things correct. that I was listening to. Yeah,
1: so this is where I think... But the Eastern philosophy, how you said the, the, the shell of vibrations were all just one, it's so... What it does, it makes you think in a in a collective way, not an individual way, mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing, but it also minimizes your experience. Um, but do you disagree? You think? Well, yeah,
0: because as soon as I realize, as soon as I, as soon as the interpretation of my brain created of the eye, as soon as I realized what that interpretation meant, and that, and as soon as I, yeah, as soon as I realized what that interpretation signified. I started like the ramifications of that started hitting me like a hammer. Like I, it literally staggered me. And but then I, and it's I said, deep. holy fuck. And I like, I had this, it was like this pleasurable feeling the way I just, I, I sure, described it to Tyler was like, it was way better than sex. Like the for the next couple of days, the thought of sex was just like meh in comparison to that feeling. Really? But, yeah.
1: Did you have a physical response too?
0: Yeah, like my heart started pounding, and like I got chills, and yeah.
1: You enjoyed it though. Oh, very much. It didn't scare you.
0: No, not at all. It Why was, didn't it scare you? It was you? proof of things that I had believed, quote believed, or had been trying to see experience for myself.
1: All right, that's good then.
0: And so, so then, as soon as those ramifications started sinking in, I suddenly saw everything around me especially the birds that I was watching you know there's a bunch of them not just the one but as it was almost like hmm, how can I describe it it was like I was seeing one membrane and there were bits of that membrane that were shaped in certain ways that were going around doing things but it was all the same membrane I guess I don't know if that's the best word but
1: Working in Unison. So I
0: felt felt it that I was me, and I was the ocean, and the beach, and the sand, and I felt like I was the birds, and I felt like I was the people on the beach, and I felt like we were all just the universe looking at itself.
1: Interconnected.
0: Yeah, and so the thought that kept running through my head at that point was um, an Alan Watts quote where he says... The universe is aware of itself. It's aware of itself through you. You are that. You are an aperture through which the universe sees itself or looks at itself.
1: Right. So, is your longing to feel connected? No, I don't want to. F- well, See, this maybe. is my question. Maybe it is. This maybe. is my this is my question because I, I yeah, feel, it is actually. So, so this is where I feel like I'm a lone soldier based on my life experience. Da da da. da. But at the same time. My fundamental breakdown is always uh, my fundamental want hmm. is to feel connected to something greater than myself too.
0: Hmm.
1: I maybe so maybe that's I, I, I struggle want. with the two like I'm a lone ranger, but really I want to have some interconnected nature. Right, and I wonder if you have the same kind of paradigm that you're dealing with.
0: Probably, I definitely
1: because I think you pride yourself as well as me. I'm being like a lone little exper- a lone wolf the lone wolf
0: oh yeah I've always yeah I definitely have often if not always prided myself on being a lone wolf but I, yeah
1: we're always seeking for a greater connection
0: yeah yeah. Well, so I remember in third grade I had a friend Tyler different Tyler but coincidence um, <laughs> different Tyler yeah first th- one was way better I went to a different school for one year yeah. in, in elementary school third grade I went to a different school right. and I became best friends with this kid Tyler just for that one year And I remember one time I randomly heard one of my classmates, like, talking about us and describing us as the loner and the loser. And I was like, in my head, it was clear that I was the loner, not the loser. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I am the loner. And I I was proud of it. Like, I didn't. Yeah. So.
1: No, again, but this is where it's funny because at the same time, not many people deep spiritually or philosophically philosophically or you know fundamentally in self on a regular basis I think it's very uncommon with the human experience for many people to deep dive into self and explore the way we have done mm-hmm. I think most people want to say that, you know the uh, the measure of wealth materials kids marriage kids yeah social acceptance is kind of like social this status yeah exactly yeah is there is there a barometer of success right. and progress and i am
0: so grateful to i don't know who it was i i don't know how it happened but i'm super super grateful that i saw through that by the time i was done with my 20s i guess yeah. cuz i was definitely into that in the 20s in my right. 20s but by the time i got out of my 20s i was i completely saw through that i was over it yeah
1: yeah i just think because of who we are, we also want to be interconnected into something, and this is where my exploration is. I I know, I don't know what I want to be connected to, or what, but I want to. I, I want a legacy.
0: A legacy in that you want something that lasts after you've died.
1: Yeah, interconnectedness. Hmm. Okay. And I feel like that's what your experience, you know, your enlightened situation when you just, you know, experienced. Yeah. Kind of dictates that. I, yeah
0: I um, I mean I over the next few days I I definitely has changed my perspective at least for now I'm trying to maintain that without cleaning which is you know a contradiction in terms but yeah. uh, I have been able a lot of the times over the past you know because that happened on the first so it's the sixth so over the past five days the past six days a lot of the time I've been able to get myself into at least some semblance of that state yeah where i see others it's easier with animals and people but i where i see others even people as a piece of the universe just looking at itself like just experiencing itself yeah sure okay and it's definitely a different way of viewing it's made me it's definitely made it easier for me to be less judgmental and like not so angry part of another thing that i wanted to go into the trip and kind of look into was I've been feeling a lot of anger lately. Really? And I was trying, and I wanted to kind of get a handle on that, at least, like, see what the source of it was. And the source is? I don't know that I necessarily found the source, but I definitely found a perspective that kind of steered me away from that anger. I mean, I I'm have sure I much. have ideas about the source. I, I've been, like I said earlier, I've been influenced. I'm easily influenced by people I hang out with. And I've been spending time with a friend who's a good friend, but who is very negative and has a lot of anger. And it's been definitely, um, I've been allowing it to impact me and to affect me. Got it. So, I think that that's part of it.
1: How do you want to handle that? Part of it is the
0: frustration of changing careers only to find that the grass was not that much greener on the other side of the fence. It was slightly greener, but not really. (laughs) It's still grass.
1: As I implied. Oh, um, I mean,
0: come on! I, I, I knew it was going to happen too. I said it many times. That was my hesitation in changing jobs.
1: Well, but you knew you had to do it. You wanted yeah, to. Yeah, I you still ha- don't regret doing yeah. it. Yeah,
0: I regret that it didn't turn out as amazingly different as I was hoping, but I don't regret doing it.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're doing you're doing well. But yeah, know know the influences you have. How do you self regulate them? And also put them in context, man. Yeah. Put them in context.
0: Okay. So, one thing that came... So, going back to the trip, though.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, wait. Actually, no. Never mind. This was actually on the 2nd. So, the day after my awakening...
1: I, so, I called... At first, you went the Black Speech. You did... Yeah. The, yeah. The, so, yeah. Black Speech. Okay. The, yeah.
0: the seagull. Yeah. Seeing the eye of the that seagull. Was on the first. I saw the eye of the universe. I basically Correct. stared into the soul of the universe, which is my soul. Right. And I caught myself looking at myself, and it blew my mind.
1: Right. So, yeah. now the 2nd, the following day...
0: So, the next day... I got high again and did Dragon Staff again because I figured out. I think I I don't know if it's true, but I made a connection. I made an i uh, I I made a theory that that day, the first, so one one twenty one, day that will live in infamy. Yeah. On that day, I made this this connection that the flow state is integrally connected to the spiritual experience because the flow state is you are one hundred percent. In your body, not in your head, and there is no worry about the past or the future. There is only the now, and to me, that makes complete sense. That if you spend time in the flow state, it makes it way easier to
1: spiritually connect with reality. Okay, which is how most people live in the world around us. It's materialistic. It's, it's self gratification. Right. You know, self indulgence. Right. It's hard to go to the head, to the spiritual state, to the. To the, the right. That's very difficult. So most people stay at the surface level. Yeah, you yeah. The surface th- level is also aligned to say the body, the the physical state.
0: Right. We'll say association with your ego, maybe. That's Okay. That's, okay. Oh, it's often
1: referred it to. Okay. Enough. Yeah. Okay. I don't disagree with that. Okay. I think this is where the challenge lies. Absolutely. Like, like you know, I.
0: I had a Satori. Uh, spiritual awakening and almost immediately life was like yeah but this and this and this and this and this and this it's difficult to stay in that state well this is where and clinging to that state makes it slip away faster like trying to hold on to a handful of sand that you picked up from the bottom (laughs) of the you know you you scoop you scoop a handful of sand in the water and try to pull it up
1: so, is that, it, so the question is, the overriding question is, is it healthier to live in the physical state or the mental state? So one, one of Cause the... I, for me, I feel like I'm challenged because I've tried to teeter both and I think I've compromised both. The best way to describe it that I've heard, and it was in the past
0: couple of days as well, I've been listening to a lot of Ram Dass, and he says, he said in a couple of different lectures, the mind is a powerful tool, but a terrible master. Okay. So you use your mind as the tool it is. You don't get lost in it. You don't define yourself as it. You don't associate yourself with it. You use it. Your ego... um, uh, Alan Watts also said this. I heard a really good... I listened to a really good lecture of his in the last few days as well. He said, The ego is a useful social construct like an inch or a line of latitude. You use it for what... It can be used for, but you don't associate yourself with it. You don't define yourself by it. You use it, and then you let it go. The, the Buddhist um, the Buddhist way of saying this, I guess all of this kind of more so relates to spiritual practice, but I would say it also relates to this. You ride, You row the boat across the lake or across the river, and then you leave the boat on the shore and continue on. You don't take the boat with you. So, you're in this case, the ego would be, you know, the boat. Or the spiritual practice, meditation, prayer, whatever, going to church would be the boat. You know, you get what you need out of it, you use it for its intended purpose, and then you move on. I might be mixing those two metaphors a little bit. But.
1: Yeah, I feel like I'm a little lost in all that because it's just, you know, I feel like when the head is challenging the body, the body can't handle the head. So, who's leading who, right? So you know I, oh, it's so hard for me yeah. it really is I, I struggle uh, with this I mean and, then I, I, and I go back to my session with Allison and she's talking about you know my sexual challenges or mm-hmm. my ability to stay focused or all these different fra- you know from and she's going it's your brain it's not your body it's your brain so who's controlling you where's my ego in this but either way I'm compromising both sides yeah that's my problem I'm fucked. I fuck myself on both sides, so I don't know if that's my ego. Yes. Yes. Do I just do I just love self sabotage? Mm,
0: I mean, I don't have answers. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, yeah.
1: I mean, it's one of those things where it's like it just doesn't add up, right? There's no there's no correlation as to why it is what it is. But I understand your point, though. I get it, and I think there's some relevance, uh, and it's good on, you're on this pathway of understanding, and like you said.
0: It's all about perspective. I mean, right. I know that that's a real cop-out answer. So- it sounds like a real cop-out, but it really is. No, I
1: agree with that. I get that.
0: All of reality is subjective. Everyone has their own subjective reality. And
1: so well, look, and the question is, how do you view
0: yourself? Right. Yeah, I mean, and something that... Another thought I had in the last couple of days was... I was thinking about drugs. And I realized that drugs that alter your consciousness... You know, mind-altering substances... They're going to affect everyone differently because everybody's mind is entirely and completely and severely unique from everybody else's mind.
1: But then, state of mind in the moment. What do you mean? Well, I think everyone's different, yes. Completely,
0: totally different.
1: Yeah, totally different. Yeah, like I, but also I stay, realize the, stage that of the, the way life, you though.
0: experience reality is probably completely alien and foreign to me. And True. It, it's not, it's something I'll never know. I'll never be able to experience it. No matter how you try, shoes. you'll never be able to describe it properly to me. Yeah. We're all in our own shoes, right? Right. Which, and so to me, it makes sense. Like people, everybody that I, that's a stoner that I've talked to or anyone that, you know, that does drugs, specific, specifically weed though, you know, people have very different experiences with weed.
1: Right. Interesting.
0: Like for me, you know, I, if I do it too much, I get depressed for other people, if they do it too much, they just get super chill and they're fine. For me, if I, when I smoke weed, I notice myself, almost immediately I notice myself getting dumber. For some people, they don't, apparently.
1: But at the same time, when you say dumber, that's also a state of contentment for you. Yeah, absolutely. Which is
0: what you seek. Yeah. So one so of, that's the thing. Right. I
1: feel like you overthink. So Preston is trying to get out of his head and get back to the body. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. You're trying to get out of your own head.
0: My head is a useful tool. It is not a domicile. It is not a useful master. It is not a good master.
1: So yeah, I agree. Everyone has different effects. Mm -hmm. But you're finding a happy medium for yourself. I think so.
0: I'm not not super thrilled with becoming a stoner again, but I realized... I keep going back and forth, but I, I did realize that I have not been nearly the stoner I was in my 20s. Like, I have been smoking... Maybe once or twice, maybe twice a day, but usually once a day. And that was more than I wanted to when I started smoking again. But I mean, I used to go through like an eighth of weed in like a week. Mm -hmm. I bought an eighth of weed from um, uh, a shop in Vista. Like I bought a bunch of weed, actually, like three different eighths. Mm -hmm. I still have like half of all of them. And that was like two or three months ago that I bought them all. Well, wow. yeah. Like I I've been I mean I did have I have I've been doing the edibles, but even the edibles, you know, I bought enough to make a cup of, can of butter and I made that like back in October and I still have a bunch of weed cookies that I have not eaten yet from the weed butter that I made in October.
1: So what's the takeaway then? What's the takeaway? Do you you want to live 2021 20, 20, 20, in your body not your head? That's what we're saying, right? Mm -hmm. Because your head confuses yourself.
0: Your head, your head has a very limited perspective, and a very—that's it, really. It just has a very limited perspective. So, going back to Alan Watts again, he says your consciousness is a radar system. It is there to detect problems before, like, so you can deal with them. But if you associate yourself with that radar system, then all you will ever see is problems. Mm. And if you notice, in our, in our society, what do we do? We go from one problem to the next to the next. As soon as you solve one problem, there's another problem. Right. As soon as you fulfill one need, there's another need. As soon as you fulfill one desire, there's another desire. Because we're associating ourselves with a troubleshooter, and guess what? The troubleshooter is always going to see trouble. It's what they do. It's what its job is. All right. And I'm trying not to associate myself with that troubleshooter anymore. I like that. Good
1: so, cool way to say it. I think it's good. I mean, I don't know if I have went uh, any trajectory with this with myself, but I would like to definitely live more in the body than in my head for sure. I'm not sure of my vehicle to do so, mm-hmm. as you have found. But I think I definitely need to live for the moment and not overthink, that would be a better future for me, for sure. So
0: Yeah, remember, when all your thoughts are about thoughts Yeah a lot of wasted energy.
1: No, it's true though. I mean I think that was a deep statement but I think it's true. Because 'Cause you're caught up in thoughts over thoughts within thoughts. Mm-hmm. And therefore it's what is that was Paralysis that saying? Paralysis, Paralysis by, by, analysis. by analysis. Yep, thank you. And you overthink it and then you're going, Fuck it, why am I gonna do anything tonight? <laughs> God damn it, I'm gonna I'm just going to do anything. And that's, yep. you know, that's how you, uh, you know, just restrict yourself in living. Yep. So.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, so
1: 2021 is we want to live more and that's about it. Think less, live more.
0: Yes. I'll agree it, with that.
1: Think less, live more in 2021. In 2021. Yep. All right. That's a right. That's a good little game plan. Yeah.
0: I mean, not saying that living and thinking are mutually exclusive, but it, they kind of are though in some ways. Right. Because when you're thinking, you're not experiencing your, you know, your thinking. Because, you, you know, you're when not you, enjoying. whenever you have a thought, whenever, you're, whenever you go into your head, into your thoughts, the external world vanishes for that time. At least that's, I definitely yeah. experience that right. often. Right. I'm very much in my head.
1: Yeah, I got you. All right, well, I think that really wraps it up though, right? Yeah. I think we, uh, so the bottom line is, guys, live for today. Don't overthink for tomorrow because all you have is now.
0: Right. The infinite now. That's all there is. There is no past. There is no future. There is only the present. There is only the now.
1: Live it. Love it. Enjoy it. Thank you, everyone. Have a good one.